Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. I'm the producer, Rachel Smith, and I'd like to welcome you to this podcast. But not only to this podcast. If you're in Hong Kong, you are also welcome to come to our free weekly workshops, details of which may be found on meetup.com or on our website, hongkongstories.com. Don't worry if you don't have a perfect story. Just come and tell us a true story about you and your life, and we'll help you make it the best story you can tell. And you're also welcome to come to one of our shows. We have live shows held at the Fringe Club at the end of almost every month. Details can once again be found on the website, hongkongstories.com. Now, this true first-person story was told in front of a live audience at the Fringe Club in Hong Kong. It was told in October 2017 for a show with the theme of After Dark. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Now, here's Gina. I'm not religious, but I do believe in miracles. We thought about getting pregnant, and I got pregnant with my first. Uneventful pregnancy, terribly sick, unhumanly tired the first few months, nothing special to report. Nine months later, I had my most beautiful baby boy. And he was perfect. Second time was not as easy. I had a miscarriage, and that took me by surprise. I knew these things can happen, just not to me. And then another miscarriage. A punishment? But for what? By the third miscarriage, I was in a state of despair. Sometimes I'd get busy, things at work and at home. I had enough going on, but this deep, and heavy grief was following me everywhere. Sometimes people passing by pregnant on the streets and I would just get hit with this bigger than me wave of deep, dull sadness. And I would tell myself to fight it and tell myself just don't cry. Whatever you do, do not cry in public. But the pain would take over and the tears would come and my eyes get red and my lips start shaking. And I would tell myself, just look away. Think about something else. Sometimes it worked. I didn't pray, but I did wonder, why me? I am determined, though. And a while later, I was pregnant again. I was trying to suppress any kind of feeling of excitement over it, but the old, too familiar feeling of nausea and tiredness kicked in and the constant heartburn, like I had a metal rod permanently placed between my stomach and my throat, and the throbbing headaches and the gagging sensitivity to smell, the symptoms were so strong that I couldn't help feeling so happy. <laughs> the sick I was, the happy I felt. I knew the pregnancy was for real this time. Finally, the prayers I never said were answered. Maybe it was just one big test to see how much I really wanted to have that second baby. At five months, I had a comprehensive checkup, uh, an ultrasound, to see how the baby is developing. It was after the 12-week miscarriage possibility mark, so I was quite relaxed about it. Here's the baby's head, and here's the baby's legs and arms, said the technician at the sonogram place. Would you like to know if it's a boy or a girl? Well, duh, of course I want to know. Well, it's a girl, and a mischievous one too. Look at this, she's happily showing off that she's definitely a girl. 
I'm having a girl. I have a boy, and now this is a girl. All this pain for that long is just so, so worth it. So the technician said she needed to call the doctor to check something out. I'm going to send you to a prenatal cardio center, the doctor said. The thing is, the heart rate is slower than it should be at this stage, and I need you to go check it out. You should go right after this appointment. I didn't think too much of it. I thought, surely must be some odd thing they just needed to explain, and, I may, and we will be on our merry way. The hallway at the cardio center was long and narrow. It had pictures of babies on the walls. Cute. Bright big bow on bald babies' heads, patterned onesies. The pictures had names and dates next to them. This one baby had dates born June 1st, 2009, departed June 5th, 2009. The signing next to the picture said, Dear God, our daughter is with you now. Thank you for lending her to us for four days. The section was called in memoriam in bright silver letters set up in a semicircle. Oh my God, I'm walking in a hallway of dead babies at the doctor's office. My heart started to slowly sink. So they did the ultrasound again, and I waited for what felt like eternity. The doctor finally walked in. He smiled. She seemed nice. The baby has a heart defect. It's not structural. It's electric. Is electric heart defect a good heart defect or a bad heart defect? It sounds bad, but the way he's saying it, maybe it's good. He continued. The baby will need a pacemaker placed in. The condition is not reversible. But that is if the baby survives till then the pregnancy without one. Or um, we can get the baby early and place the pacemaker then, but we have a risk that the baby will not survive the open heart surgery if we get the baby out too early. Um, well, that now sounds bad. Real bad. But his smile was still throwing me off. Did he say pacemaker? Hmm. Dick Cheney has a pacemaker, I think. Ugh, Dick Cheney's the worst. <laughs> That's probably the most random thought I could have possibly had in this moment. The doctor continued. Well, consider yourself lucky. This is the latest investment in medicine, maybe 10 years or so. Consider myself lucky? The advancement in medicine has been around for 10 years, so that means there is no actual evidence that people with pacemakers since birth can live a long, full life. I was 22 weeks pregnant. My gynecologist said that according to New York state laws where we lived, I can have an elective abortion up to 24 weeks. You can continue with the pregnancy, she said, or you can elect to terminate. Very casual, matter of fact. Elective abortion? To elect what? What kind of election is that? So my husband and I came home. We told a few friends and our parents. Everybody was saying, get an abortion. Think about it. It's just an it now. You have not held it in your arms. You don't know how it looks. Do you really want to take this constant fear that your 
dear baby, your dear beloved child will end up in that on memoriam wall? Do you really want to take on the suffering of constant doctor's visits and operations and hospitals and not knowing the outcome and this agonizing worry, not to mention the financial burden? You'll be a slave to the medical bills till the end of your days and more. Think about it. Think about your son. He needs you and you won't be able to give him the attention that he needs. Your poor son, think about him. I knew they were right. I should just separate my emotions and do what's the right thing to do in this situation and get it over with now. But how? I just saw my baby girl on the ultrasound screen. I saw her head, her legs, her arms. How's that an it? That's my girl. That's my mischievous little girl. I know what you all are saying, but I would rather take all that than nothing at all. The doctor at the cardio center said that I needed to come back in a few days for a follow-up appointment. I started doing my own research online. I did not want to terminate my little girl. I looked online, but it was true. I could not find any information about any adults who had pacemakers since birth. No empirical evidence. I needed a miracle. I didn't pray, but I was hoping for one. I did not want to terminate my little girl. So at the follow-up appointment, they did the ultrasound again, and the doctor walked right in, unlike last time. He didn't smile, though, this time. His face looked long, and he seemed distraught. He was hesitating. He took a deep breath. The silence started to feel heavy. I braced myself for impact. It's the weirdest thing, he finally said. The baby is fine. There is no issue. Mm-hmm. Say what? The situation we saw last time is no longer there. I'm puzzled myself. The doctor is saying it's fine and the heart rate is normal. The baby is healthy. There is no issue. This has never happened before. Did the doctor make a mistake last time? But what about the independent sonogram place? They saw the same thing and they sent me here because of that. A miracle, a test. How much I really wanted to have that second baby. Now how much that for a test. My daughter was born on a sunny September day, clear and bright. I took her in my arms, held her close, and kissed her soft head and inhaled the intoxicating newborn smell, my miracle baby. Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. If you want to know more about learning to tell great stories, visit us on hongkongstories.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friends and keep an eye out for our weekly podcast published every Wednesday. Everyone has a story to tell.